Welcome back to the Suncoast Magazine. Great pleasure to welcome a good friend to us here. He's been with us before a couple of times. He uh, makes his home, well, not his home down here, but he visits down here for about a month or so every year. The legendary columnist for the Boston Globe and one of the best tennis commentators in the business, Bud Collins. How are you, Bud? Well, thanks, Doug. I feel like it's home here with the, at the colony. I've been coming here for 28 Christmases now, and my family has grown up here, and uh, Murph Clower, of course, runs a great show, so... I'm sorry. I'm starting to weep because we must leave tomorrow. I know. You'll have to leave. We, you usually come down early December for your Hackers tour. That's right, right. The Hackers was the first week in December, and we had the best. It was the 20th anniversary, and it was our best one. How did it go? Pretty well? Oh, it went very well. I, I hope we can get some Sarasotans to play in it. I mean, I know they don't want to stay here. They've got their own beds, but uh, <laughs> we could still accommodate them. I've got to play in that. I, I've played I a lot of, would. I played a lot of I tennis up in New York. I think I'd get your scholarship, Doug. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I played a ton of tennis when I grew up in, uh, actually, Floral Park, New York, in one of those ladders. I just haven't played one since I've been down here. i got to get back. Oh, you've got to get back. I do. Never I, give it up. I qualify as a hacker. Yeah, I think most of us do. <laughs> How does that work? Is it doubles only or singles? Oh, no, well. singles, doubles, and mixed. We have three divisions, and you can play as much or as little as you want. And I, I tell guys, I say, you know, you or your wife can play, or the other one can sit on the beach. And uh, <laughs> you don't have to even play tennis. How do you get into that? Do you just go to your no, website? Just, or? Uh, just call the county and ask for the tennis desk, and uh, they'll do it. I'm going to do that next year. And it's, uh, and it's on my website, which is budcollins.com. Dot com. Yeah, that's great. So you can get all the information. Now, are you going to be heading to the Australian? Yes, we're going back to Boston to change clothes, and then uh, we leave for Australia on Saturday, and we'll be there uh, on Monday, a little early, a little ahead of the tournament, but it's always nice. To, Melbourne's a wonderful city, so we're looking forward to it, and it should. I think it's going to be a very exciting year in tennis, uh, both on the men's and the women's side, because... Roger Federer has a, a genuine shot at making a Grand Slam. That's the legitimate Grand Slam with all four majors, Australia, France, Wimbledon, the U.S., in one year. And that hasn't been done since Rod Laver in 1969. Right. And on the women's side, this Justine Ardenne was in all four finals last year and won two of them. And so that hasn't been done since Steffi Graf among the women in 1988. So I think that we're keeping our eyes on both those kids, plus your neighbor down here, Maria Sharapova, who won the U.S. Open, closed strongly, and I think she's got a chance to become number one now. I think so, too. I think uh, she was still growing, actually, a couple of inches know, the last, last couple of years. So, uh, two, the last yeah. time I saw her, and I said, I suppose you'd be 6'4 in Australia. I don't know. <laughs> But you can kind of tell just from uh, watching her on television and interviews. I know you've interviewed her many times. She really has the drive in her, I think, to, to maintain, the, maintain really, the number one. You know, she has so many distractions in her life with all these fashion shoots and the millions of dollars she's making. But she really wants to be number one. She wants it very badly. Now, that, that can change over the years, of course. But she's still a teenager. Let's not forget that. And uh, it's terrific. But from an American standpoint, I'm hoping that the Williams sisters can pull themselves together. Uh, Venus has been injured so much lately, and it's questionable whether she'll play Australia. And we won't know until we see Serena. We saw too much of her in one sense last year, of mm -hmm. course. She wasn't in shape at all. And uh, if she really wants it, she could still be number one. But I think she's become a little indifferent. Uh, she has an acting career on her mind. And, of course, there would be no acting unless she played good tennis. So 
uh, I think she has to really decide this is the year of decision because otherwise, in American women's tennis, we're in the dumps. Yeah, Lindsay Davenport uh, expecting a baby, so yeah, she's probably she's, done, she's right? Down ranked, uh, she's ranked 25, which is the highest-ranked American woman. That's not so good. And we don't seem to have any kids. There's a, one from California named Vanya King. Uh, there are some possibilities, but I think this could be maybe the worst year we've ever had in American women's tennis. You mentioned Roger Federer before. Is he the most talented player you've ever seen? Well, I don't know. I'm I'm uh, I'm holding judgment on. He is certainly among the most talented I've ever seen, and he has a great outlook. He's wonderful to watch. He's a wonderful ambassador for the game. He's a UNICE, He's an officially a UNICEF ambassador. He visits uh, areas all over the world. And uh, he, ha- he, like uh, Andre Agassi, he has his charitable foundation, like Andy Roddick has one, too. And uh, one of the things I hope is that Andy Roddick, who hooked up with Jimmy Connors in July, and that made a big change in his game, and I hope it keeps up. And I understand that Jimmy is going to go to Australia with him, mm. which really surprised me. I didn't think Jimmy wanted to travel that much. He'll be there, and we'll see if James Blake can win something big. He's gone up all the way from his terrible year of 2004 when he fell. He had to be a qualifier. He's up to number four. He actually is the best-ranked American player. And I'd like to... It would be wonderful if he could win a match. One of his big problems is winning in the clutch. He's played nine five-set matches in his career and has not won one. You, t- you talk about uh, Jimmy Connors last year. He still looks like he could play. <laughs> <laughs> he can play all right, but I don't think he wants to. Play. No, no, but no, I th- he's a, you know the the old guy who can still play is John McEnroe. Yeah, you know, he right. won a doubles tournament with Jonas Bjorkman last year on the big league circuit. So uh, I suspect he'll pop up from time to time to play doubles. I tell you, you can see how Connors helped Roddick even last year, just giving him that extra incentive or that yeah. kick in the butt because uh, he made it all the way to the finals. Like well, you said, well, that's right. It, Jimmy was a person whom. Roddick admires so much. Now, Roddick was going through a stage of coach du jour, you know. Next week, he'd have somebody else. And they were all good coaches, including his brother John. But they didn't have that charisma that Connors has, that Roddick really wants to please this man because he's admired him as long as he's at a tennis ball. Mm. So it's going to be an interesting year in tennis. Of course, you mentioned Agassi last year. Here's a guy that uh, everybody, when he first came up, kind of a punk uh, attitude. He, but he really turned he it around, didn't he? There's no doubt about that, Doug. But uh, what a wonderful change of life. And he just grew up, I guess. Wonderful marriage with Steffi Graf. And he has that charitable foundation that gives away millions of dollars a year. And he runs a school. He doesn't run it. The school is under his name. Uh, in the worst neighborhood in Las Vegas. And I tell you, we visited, my wife Anita and I visited this school a couple of years ago. And there's no metal detectors at the door or anything like that. These kids are in uniforms, they're polite, and they're really learning. And, and these are the kids that Andre calls children at risk. And he's doing a lot to help in areas like that. And now that he's no longer a full-fledged tennis player, I think he's going to really throw himself into the charitable end of his life. It, it's marvelous to see. Really has done a, a wonderful job, and that ovation he got at the end of the Open yeah, last year was, was amazing. Well, everybody was crying. I mean, he just... So it'll be, uh, let's see, it'll be five years from now, he'll be inducted into the International Tennis Hall of Fame at Newport, Rhode Island. His wife beat him to that. She beat him to the most major <laughs> titles, but she's become a wonderful mother and wife. She doesn't seem to miss playing at all, does no, she? No, not at all. And she'll hit with him, you know. She'll, 
and she'll be with the kids or she'll uh, she plays charitable things charitable mixed doubles and celebrities sorts of things because she you know if if it were necessary and i'm glad it's not she could still earn a living on the tour there's no doubt about that mm. yeah, she's still in the mid-30s right yeah, yeah she is and uh, but she does have bad knees and it would be an effort but if times got tough she could do it have you had a chance to uh, talk to another person who lives down here martina navratilova since you've been yes there? yes she was uh spent uh, most of uh, our, the time we were here in Europe, she was visiting her mother, who's not very well right now, a wonderful woman, Yana. And uh, so she hasn't been around here much, but uh, she likes it down here. And uh, I had hoped to see her. We did not see her, but uh, exchanged holiday greetings and so on. But uh, it's, that's an interesting woman. Here she is, 50 years of age. Now, if she ever had financial straits, she could go back on the tour and play doubles and earn a very decent living. Oh, because sure. even at 50, even though her serve is pretty much gone, but if she showed, if you get the right partner, as she did at Bob Bryan at the U.S. Open, where she closed out beautifully by winning the U.S. Open mixed doubles, if uh, she had to play, she could still play doubles, and she could support herself. That, and that's amazing for a person of that age. And this, But the reason she can do that is because she's still a better doubles player than any other woman in the game. Right. I mean, her volleying is superb. Her tactics, she knows what's going on everywhere. And so, but I, I would, she's, she's quit a couple of times. I think that's probably enough. But I think she has a very bright future. Some people have urged her to enter politics, and, and that would be kind of interesting. She's a very bright woman. I've never well, had a chance to do a one-on-one, -on -one, but she's fascinating and to she's listen to. she's current, and she's... Uh, she would be a very liberal politician. Yeah, she would be a Democrat. Be. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, <laughs> I remember one time at uh, Chris Everett's celebrity tournament, she was playing. Uh, Chris was playing with uh, the old uh, George Bush, the elder. George Bush won, right. who's a good tennis player, and playing against Martina. And I think, uh, oh gosh, I forget his name. He's a comedian anyway. So Alan Thick, I think it was. Uh, could have been. Yeah. Anyway, George Bush Sr., hits a ball, he flubs it, it goes way out of the court to the right, and and Martina cracks. She said, I knew you were off to the right, but I didn't know that part. <laughs> <laughs> I think she kind of got a bad rap uh, earlier on in her career, wasn't she? She's being outspoken, but I, th I think well, it's very she, interesting she to listen was, to. And she, you know, she, uh, she almost didn't get out of Czechoslovakia, which is now the Czech Republic, uh, when they let her out because they said she had become too Americanized. And they were right. <laughs> Not right to bar her, but she certainly had become Americanized. And she uh, almost wiped out several franchises of the Burger Kings and uh, <laughs> International House of Pancakes. But when she got in shape, then Chris Everett saw, who had been dominating her, Chris saw that she had to get in shape. And this was really the template for all the women now who are any good, really work hard. And it's all because of Martina. She set, set the standard. And uh, so I hope she'll stay in tennis in some uh, form, probably as a commentator at least. Were you uh, surprised at the Chris Everett story that came out, the divorce? Yes, was was all of a sudden you didn't know that. Then all surprised. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have any inkling. And uh, so it's just. But I'll tell you about myself. I'll tell you one on me. Okay. In 1973, we're in South Africa, and she had just won the title, and Jimmy Connors had won the title. And so I'm sitting in the airport, and she comes up to me, and she's got a diamond on her hand about the size of Gibraltar. <laughs> and uh, she, 
and I said, hi, Chris, how are you? And she holds out her hand. She's giving me a scoop, and I'm a dope. She said, look what Jimmy just gave me. That was the engagement. I said, oh, that's very nice. Anyway, about two weeks later, the story breaks, and my sports editor says to me, um, did you know anything about this? And I had to lie. I said, no. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't get it. Yeah. And uh, so, but they're burying Jerry Ford today, and, and he was a, really quite a good tennis player. I played with him a couple times in Palm Springs when we were doing a show for NBC on uh, White House tennis. And a very pleasant man and a great loss to our country because he wasn't around long, but he certainly got a few things straightened out. Probably the best uh, athlete ever to uh, make it to that office. Yeah, I would say so because he was a tremendous football player, apparently. and He had very nice strokes in tennis. Uh, Jimmy Carter was a pretty good tennis player, too, but I I don't know how they would have stood against one another. Hmm. Talking with Bud Collins of uh, the Boston Globe. We miss you on TV, Bud. Uh, Well, I'll be on a little bit. Are you? I'll be on, yeah. I, I ESPN do as much or? as I used to, but uh, I still do the interviews principally. That's good, yeah. And and you do all the all the tournaments still, pretty uh, much. Oh that's yeah, the main beat. yeah, all the majors and uh, Davis Cup usually, and uh, whatever. I don't. I'm not full time with the Globe anymore, but I, I write probably seventy columns a year, which is enough. Just some other sports things going on, particularly up in Boston. Uh, well, how are the Red right. Sox looking? My gosh, I, I'm sorry have to have to miss that game. I'll be on the way to Australia. But the Jets and the Patriots That's should right. be very, very good. And, and uh, uh, what about your your Red Sox in the offseason here? Well, they've been making some moves. Uh, not so. They haven't made good moves lately. I'll tell you that. Uh, I just I wondered giving this guy Drew all the money, and he's been injured a lot. And uh, they made a big mistake, I think, uh, when they uh, got rid of the center fielder and sent him to the Yankees. And uh, that helped them and didn't help Boston. Spending a lot of money, though. Oh, yes. It's yeah, be well, it's, all, all it's about is money these <laughs> days. And we had dinner the other night here with uh, Marvin Miller, the man who freed the slaves. Oh, sure. He like he comes down to the colony once a year to play tennis, and he's 89 now, but he hits that ball pretty well. Wow, 89. Left-hander, wow. and uh, he's the guy who started all the money flowing toward the turn- players, and while I think they're overpaid now, they, they at least were underpaid when he started. I hope he got a percentage, at least, somewhere yeah, along the line. That would have been something. <laughs> well, he belongs in the Hall of Fame, and his name's on, a, on the ballot coming up, but he says he won't get it because uh, the, the owners, you know, they still hate him. Sure. And they have many of the players who should vote for him, whom he made wealthy, but they work for owners and they hew the party line. Yeah. Well, Bud, it's always great to catch up with you. I know you're going to be coming down, what, in March when they have the tournaments in Florida again? I ho- yes, we'll be down at Key Biscayne for, I think it's called the Sony Erickson now. They keep changing the sponsor every they year They keep on changing that. the names. I say to, <laughs> to Butch Buckholz, who founded the tournament, I said, we thought for a you know, he started it in Del Rey, then it went to Boca, then it went to Key he kept going south. And I said to Butch, you know, maybe Fidel Castro wants it in Havana. <laughs> but he said, no, that might offend a few of our other sponsors. When are they going to get a tournament in Sarasota, Bud? It seems to be well, a good Well, I wish area. they would. They had a women's tournament here two yeah. or three years ago. And this is a wonderful tennis town. Everybody's playing tennis. And I guess you just have to find the right location. I don't know your area that well. I was talking to Murph Clauber, and he actually had a Virginia Slims tournament here in about 1972. But, of course, the, the colony is really too small for that now. They used to have one over at the Meadows. Yeah, I think they did. And uh, It was a satellite event at that yeah, time. Yeah, well, it's, 
I, I just don't know how possible it is to the the schedule is too long as it is now. Yeah. So, but Sarasota would be a wonderful place. Well, Bud, let's catch up with you when you come down in March. I'll All give right. you a call over at Keepus Kane, and always great to talk to you, Bud. Thank you, Doug. Good to talk to you. Have a great year. You too. Thanks, Bye-bye. Bud. Bud Collins, our guest. Be right back.